hey, to all my female baggage droppers out there, I have a question for you. Do you like gold or silver? Well, at Brienne and Company Jewelry Store, you can find anything that you like. That's right. Brienne and Company is a jewelry boutique that has durable, minimalist jewelry. She uses genuine pearls, local shells and sea glass, natural gemstones, and of course, precious metals. And these are all quality handcrafted designs by Brienne Light herself. Go and visit her at her website, brienneandco.com, or go to her Instagram that's always popping at Brienne and Company. Thanks, Brienne. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all of my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop it, Drop Your Baggage Podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can give you hope and teach you a technique that can help you cope. And today we have an outstanding we have an outstanding guest today with Danae. But but first we get into how incredible our guest is. Please consider hitting like the like and subscribe button and. Wait, wait, I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Charles, the host, <laughs> the self-help engineer, and we have Danae on the show today. Now, Danae Buchanan is from Sacramento, California, and lives in Munich, Germany. Now, she's been through some difficulties uh, with her relationships and things in her life, but she knew that she needed to change and grow in order to attract more. And that's when she started her journey as becoming a mindset coach, and she wants to give people their power back again. And now now she is a year and a half into her journey with NLP and hypnotherapy. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Danae Buchanan. What's up, Danae? Hey, thank you so much. That was such a wonderful intro. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the show. So what made you want to move to Munich? I always felt like I wanted to live someplace else and learn about different cultures and I had teachers who taught me different languages growing up. One of them was actually German. And um, I took a short trip around Europe and just fell in love with Munich. I, that was the only city where I really felt like I was at home. And then I wasn't even a tourist. And the journey was incredible. It was literally the best decision I ever made in my life, but also the most difficult decision. I woke up at a hotel in San Francisco on my way to move here and I literally had no job no idea where my next paycheck was coming from I didn't know where I was going to sleep that night <laughs> and it was literally like I'm just going to jump in and see how it goes and do the best I can and I've been here for 13 years and I love it and I love my life here and I've really built a life and friends and community and it's amazing uh, what may uh, what was it about munich that made you stay munich is a very unique town it's it it there's so much here but it still has this small town feel and it just it has there's this culture in bavaria and in munich and when you can when you get on that vibe with everybody here it's just it, they have a word that's called Gemüglichkeit in German. And it's just, it's difficult to find a word that really explains that in, in English, but it's literally like just feeling comfortable and at home. And that's, that's Munich, that's Bavaria in a nutshell. It's just, yeah, you can just relax and hang out with, in a beer garden or 
just go walking in nature and it's amazing. I love it here. That's fantastic that you found that place in your heart that you can call home. You know, a lot of people are looking for that and for you to find it. That's that's quite fortunate. Did you speak the language before you got there? A little bit. I took two semesters because I after the trip in Europe when I decided I wanted to go come to Germany, then I went back and I took two semesters of German. And then I got here and I went, oh, gosh, <laughs> like I, I, I did well on the test, but now I have to speak. <laughs> like, um, but then I remember trying to order gelato ice cream the first summer that I was here. And it was I was listening to the people like, how are they ordering? And I would say, how do you say that? And then the, by the second summer, it started getting easier and easier and easier. And yeah, so it's it's been really fun taking on those challenges to really learn and learning a language is something you have to, you have to go full everything in because you have to learn not just how it's structured, but mm -hmm. the little idiosyncrasies. And then it's, I'm fascinated. I love that I can meet people from all parts of Germany because mm -hmm. everybody's different from each part. There's, they're all unique and it's mm -hmm. so fun to just, to hear and learn and um, learn different words like there's different dialects and to learn the different words in the different dialects is fascinating for me. what is what's similar between the states well i should say california and uh, germany mm, well the nature is like the first thing like bavaria and germany in general has beautiful nature that you got lakes and mountains and and everything and forests and um, so that's one of the big things um, that I like about it about California it's one of the things I miss about California but mm -hmm. it would be also one of the things I would really miss about Germany if I was to leave um, and then the, the other example that popped in my head was technology California and the Silicon Valley and everything it's all about technology in Germany is also a huge technical, I mean, within um, Europe, it's one of the biggest technical markets and um, with development and everything. That's so cool. So like with, I mean, they definitely have a lot of different things that they're being innovative about with technology as far as, I mean, the Volkswagen has made themselves an electric car, kind of like Tesla. Um, mm -hmm. And they're doing some things with solar energy over there, correct? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so they're really leading the way when it comes to the EU and, you know, the technology space. Yeah. Uh, um, so, like, what was the biggest, the biggest, like, transit, not the biggest transition, but the most difficult transition that you have to have? Because, you know, with anything, like, for example, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, but I moved to Kauai and... Number one, everything here closes. So there's no like 24-hour mm -hmm. Walmart or or Target. You know, you got you, you have to shop by a certain time or you're not gonna get what you need until tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. And I mean the variety is a certain type of variety, but it's not the same as it is over in the mainland, and you can't drive a certain direction and go get something. So it took a little mm -hmm. bit of an adjustment. What type of adjustments did you have to make? Uh, when you went over to Germany? Well, pretty much the same thing because everything, all the grocery stores, everything closes at eight. 
and it's close they're close on Sundays so at 7 30 on a Saturday <laughs> you can go into panic and be like I gotta buy everything because you never know what I'm gonna be in the mood for tomorrow <laughs> um but then after a while you learn like you know I, I can go one day without whatever so um yeah that was a big thing and and as well this the um that the Germans got through the sortiment, the, the variety, there you go, the variety of the types of food. Because I really, from California, I really enjoy Mexican food. And that was so difficult to find things. Like, it's so easy in California. You go buy tortillas, you buy, you can buy the flavor packets, you get everything. But here, like, I actually had to learn how to make the spices myself. And, which actually tastes better, to be honest. So, <laughs> worked out for the best. You put your own flavor on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are the people? Good. Yeah. Germans, they get kind of a bad rap because they, people think they're being unfriendly or they're not that open. But actually, Germans, once you get past that initial kind of shell, mm -hmm. they're so genuinely friendly, like deep down to the core, mm. that it's absolutely amazing. It's And they, I like now their directness because... Americans are like, would you kind of, would you mind? Would it, would it be okay? And Germans <laughs> are just like, this is the way it is. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And I like that directness now yeah. because you know where you stand. And it's amazing. There's a no BS factor over there. Yeah. You know, like, so they're also in a way they'll tell you if they like you, if they like you. And if they don't like you, they, well, they'll tell you that too. <laughs> yeah. Good. And at my first job working here, I worked as a nanny, and I remember the mom would like tell me something, and I go, "God, I think she's mad at me." Mm -hmm. And then I realized, no, she's just telling me what to do and what she expects, and and that's fine. You know, you, you just have you have to learn it. Did that? Did that uh, help you establish clear clear boundaries as well? Yeah. Yeah. How was that yeah. transition? Um. I think it happened just over time, mm -hmm. like because you you adjust to to your surroundings and the people around you, and the way that they communicate. And um, when communicating with Germans compared to communicating with Americans, and you you learn about the different cultures. Was it was it uncomfortable at first setting your boundaries, or was it just like oh well everybody else is doing it, so it's all good. What do you mean by setting boundaries? Well, like um, setting clear boundaries as far as being direct and telling people exactly what you want and what you don't want. You're setting your expectations and your standards yeah, and things. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it can be uncomfortable at times because as Americans, we don't, like I necessarily don't want to I didn't want to piss anybody off. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where uh, we, we kind of do things that tiptoe around issues or you know sometimes we may not exactly tell how we feel but we'll try to get have someone get a general sense of it but it doesn't sound like yeah, any of that, that, that like that's ne necessary or tolerated over there well i mean there are certain tones that people use to be to show a little bit more politeness and a little bit more soft like they have these kind of like flavor words that you put in and it takes a direct sentence and makes it a little bit softer mm -hmm. so 
So you learn those things. And I think setting boundaries was kind of a general thing that I needed to work on anyway. So um, I can't really say it had specifically to do with, with the German culture. Um, but yeah, it was easier than to communicate things in a more direct way and feel comfortable doing that because they're doing it as well. Touche. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, because of a, a certain culture that you're in. I mean, we have to grow and change all the time anyway. And that comes with setting clear boundaries and knowing exactly what we want is setting our standards and expectations. Um, and, and that's where you said that a lot of your growth came from, too. You said in, in order to, you needed to change and grow in order to attract more. What were some of those ways that you, you know, had that intention to change and grow? Well, I had been into long, long-term relationships that were really unhealthy. So the first one was 13 years and it was, he was controlling and abusive. And then the next one, uh, it was the complete opposite of the spectrum. So I thought in the beginning, wow, he's so amazing because he's the complete opposite of my the previous boyfriend. But then I realized that, you know, he's just at the end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So when I left that relationship, it was really clear to me that, that there's something in there that's attracting me to these types of unhealthy relationships. And so I really dug down deep and tried to figure out what I was attracting me to them. Mm -hmm. Because I was obviously attracted to something because I wasn't in it because of anything other than that I was attracted to them. So when I got down to the deep root core of it, it was, I saw the pain that they were going through. I saw the trauma that they had to deal with that made them who they were. And I thought I could help them. I thought I could fix them, you know, that typical <laughs> story. Um, but then I realized helping people and trying to help them to see, okay, this is what you've been through and this is how you can overcome it. This was something that was so deeply rooted in me that I was willing to be abused for it. Mm. And I realized I'm not going to change that about myself. I like that about myself that I want to help people and that it's so deep in my soul. I want to use that energy and use that passion, but I want to shift it just a little bit and shift it to helping people who want to be helped. Mm -hmm. So that was the major shift that happened with me was to, First, discover who am I, what, what drives me, and then how can I shift this into a positive way? So discover who am I, what drives me, and how can I shift this in a positive way? Mm -hmm. Very interesting. So what did you find? That, so you found that who you are is just a person that loves to help but you want to do it in that positive way to where it's beneficial for you as far as you're not developing, developing these relationship with these guys, but also beneficial for someone else. And it kind of, like you said, uh, giving them their, their power back again. And, and what are some of the ways that you, uh, or what are some of the things that you take people through in order for them to get their power back? Just it, like I did for myself was really discovering who is it? What are the things that are, the triggers for you what are the things that are maybe those self-sabotaging things that uh, that you're doing and how can you shift it trying to figure out okay what are the things that I need to let go of how can I let go of and what are the things I want to keep but I need to just make that little shift that little mindset shift 
that takes me in a positive direction with those things. So it's a lot about really understanding who you are, mm-hmm. where, what happens in your childhood or whatever that made you interpret this kind of situation in a certain way. Because we can grow up, the two people can grow up in the same household, experience the same things, but have completely different interpretations of that, of what happened. So the key is, is to discover how, what happened, how did you interpret that and how can we shift the interpretation so that you can release it? I love it. I love it. That's exactly right. You got to get to the core issue of it all, or you're mm-hmm. not going to have any type of shift or change in the first place. So, yeah. so finding these triggers, right? Like, is it just as simple as somebody saying, Hey, I got this trigger all the time, or is it something that they say or, is it in their habits? How do you find someone's triggers? Well, it's something that for me, it was listening to myself. Mm-hmm. It was literally spending time with myself, paying attention to how I feel in certain situations mm-hmm. and recognizing that and observing what's going on and allowing the emotions to come up, but not allowing them to take control. So it's a matter of talking to somebody. So if somebody is ups- this upset me, for example, mm-hmm. you go, okay, why did it upset me? Well, th- they shouldn't have said that that way. Well, okay, what was it that made that that what they said made you upset? Well, I have a bad experience with this. Okay, so what happened? And it's it's all about back going back and stepping back and getting. And down to the root of it all. Mm-hmm. And, and that self-awareness that you were talking about, kind of like observing how you're reacting to things is very huge because it's not, it's never really about what's going on in your environment, but actually what's going on on the inside. Uh, once you really observe what's going on in the inside and see what type of peace or uh, turmoil that you're going through, then you're like, oh, okay, okay. I see where my state is. I see where my triggers are, or I see where, where uh, how I react to things in a um, in a manner that is productive and that can be uh, utilized um, in lo- in the long run for me to have a like I said a, p- a peaceful life. All right. Mm-hmm. So these self sabotaging things. So these self-sabotaging things can be things such as procrastination or attracting the wrong mate. What other type of things uh, um, are self-sabotaging actions, if you will? The the biggest thing is is trust in yourself. Mm. You have to trust yourself. And sometimes when, when, we want things to happen quicker than we, than they are happening or whatever, then, you start not trusting yourself and then you start looking for other ways to whatever, instead of just saying, okay, I'm doing everything that I can in this moment and I'm going to trust that I'm going to get through whatever it is. And then it's going to come like, for example, my, my apartment, I was looking like feverishly for an apartment and I couldn't find one. I couldn't find one. I couldn't find one. And then I finally found this apartment and it's perfect in every way. Like I can, I can go for walks with my dog and everything. And I just, that's the biggest reminder that I have. Every time I'm feeling impatient about something, I remember my apartment that it's just not ready yet. 
And the key word is yet. You just have to wait and it will come. Um, so that's, that's a huge um, self-trust and trust in that everything is going to work out. The sun is going to come up and there's going to be a new day and everything's going to be just fine. So you have a... Um, it seems like you have like an optimism or a hope or a trust or a faith. And that was the trust, but a faith as well that the universe is just going to unfold perfectly and you will manifest what you want. Yeah. So on my way to Munich, um, I, it was a couple of nights where I spent the night in a tent mm-hmm. without any blankets. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> and it was freezing cold. Yeah. And then I just kept telling myself, the sun's going to come up. Mm. And that's the one thing you can trust. I mean, above everything else is the sun's going to come up at some point, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, if there's any type of doubt or anything, then I think the sun will come up. Wow. And that trust in that the sun is going to come up and that this is going to get better. It works. It's just, you know, for certain, like for certain things can get dark, but it's going, there's going to be a light again that everything will show up when it needs to, that the sun is going to come out and it's going to shine on the things that, that you desire. It's going to shine on the blessings that you have. That is yeah. an outstanding <laughs> mindset. It's like a, it's like a, a remix of Annie, you know? I love it. I love it. So hello. Oh, so you're also, you, you, uh, you've been, you've been practicing NLP. Yeah. Uh, how's that? Well, it's like going? a mixture of NLP and CBT. It's, oh. it's. Go for it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, um, I've always been somebody who is aware of how powerful words are. Yeah. And NLP is just taking those words and using them to to make those shifts in the mindset. A hundred percent. What's some of your uh, favorite techniques in NLP? Um. Well, the thing that when I'm making my recordings, the thing that I really enjoy is making it really visual. Mm-hmm. So not just using the words, but trying to create a scene and create an, um, the emotions around that scene. Yeah. And really trying to give the person that sense of calm, that sense of security, that sense of support, and then guiding them through something that really um, can get down to them on an emotional level. Yeah, real time. So there's actually, I used um, when, used the Harry Potter, actually in um with one person and um to to break through to break down a, a brick wall mm-hmm. and so i used the diagonally the the wall and used the um those the different scenes and the different memories that come up and using those to to break down this wall and to join this world where mm-hmm. you finally feel like you fit in <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. I, I I love that as well. Like um, during the meditation that you're going to do, um, I use some different visualizations to get you into a, a certain state. So I say, look at yourself like uh, you're looking or look at yourself. And everybody, everybody knows that it's like fly on the wall. You know, you're kind of looking at yourself from a third person point of view. So it's kind of giving you like putting you in that, that uh, zone uh, or 
uh, when you go, like you probably heard it already, you'll, I'll say go into space. Uh, and then people want to know exactly where. So I'll say go to where space and the atmosphere connects. So it's kind of like that blue and black area. And then um, I say, just imagine floating there in space, weightless. And it kind of gives you this peace, this amazing, amazing <laughs> peace. Uh, just knowing like nothing's around and, and just being weightless, like you're in the water, but you're in space where, where there's like no time and, and no nothing. And um, the last one I use is, um, oh, uh, just like um, water on the concrete uh yeah evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day uh, yeah. like like the play <laughs> on words that you can use is definitely uh very beneficial um, yeah, and they're and using the different types of words for the same thing to really give the mind the chance to really understand what it is that you're trying to do and mm-hmm. yeah perfect yeah amazing it, it anchors you into that that state of mind, in fact. I'm starting to use um, anchoring and visualization a whole lot more when it comes to my meditations. Um, There's this one, I'm reading a book by the name of uh, Resilience from the Heart by Greg Braden. And he talks about an exercise that that helps you get in touch with your heart. And it's kind of, it's pretty similar to Priming by Tony Robbins, where you close your eyes and you visualize these different moments in your life where you were grateful or when you had fun and laughed and, and like, it gets you into a, a, a very, a state of gratitude. And with um, the studies of Dr. Joe Dispenza, gratitude is the energy that helps you attract uh, the things that you visualize you, yourself having in the quantum field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like getting into that state um, whether it be um, r- requesting from the universe or telling the universe, hey, I want to have a successful podcast or, hey, I want to do this goal or that goal or, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I-, I see myself doing this in the future. It's all putting it out there into the quantum field. So then once you start taking action, then boom, you can um, you'll start to manifest things left and right and see these little miracles show up in your life. Yeah, exactly. And then what I've been um, realizing is that that when you say I want this, it's it's then it's also just Joe Dispenza mentions this too is that it's not what you say but the emotion behind it. So if you mm-hmm. say I want it but have that emotion of I'm not going to get it, mm-hmm. then the universe is actually going to pick up on the emotion. Mm-hmm. So I've been really practicing lately. I want this, mm-hmm. whether or not you know it's going to happen, it doesn't matter. The, the fact is that I want it. And mm-hmm. that's all that matters. The, self, the doubt and whatever else comes up, that has nothing to do with it. 100%. Uh, a guy that's fascinating that is also a manifester is uh, Kanye West. Now, Kanye West, um, he's definitely a, a different dude, a unique character. However, his uh, abilities to manifest are incredible. So what he said, what, what he said on this podcast w- was fascinating, where he, he said he, he's, he wills things into existence. He wills it. So instead of using questions like, 
I um, I might or could or I want. He says I I have it or I I, I will have it. You know what I mean? Or you know mm-hmm. I will do something. It's like it's, it's no no doubt about it. Where the subconscious is already convinced that it's in his possession right now. You know, like yeah. there's no doubt about it that what he wants he gets. And I'm like, wow, that is. <laughs> fascinating when it comes to language when it comes to language um man his his examples were just spot on on what we can do and how we can just have anything in our existence but it's that the the napoleon hill um says it all the time it's about believing and conceiving it's that believing part like you were talking about is just knowing truly that this and telling the subconscious mind this is what we're going to have just like the sun will come up tomorrow I will be able to have that thing that I desire. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. So I, powerful. Oh my gosh. I, I get a, <laughs> I, I get the hugest kick out of NLP and hypnotherapy. In fact, that's why you're here today. Today, you wanted to, um, on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, we talk to people that are dope that can give you hope and show you a technique that can help you cope. And the technique is, um, is a neuro-linguistic programming technique called mental and emotional release. Simple systematic guided meditation. You said you watched the podcast before, so you you seen it. You seen how it works. Um, I, I'm not a psychologist or a therapist or a psychiatrist or anything, a social worker or anything like that. I'm just an alternative to those things, those uh, professions to help you with your mindset. And for all you out, excuse me, I'm going to talk to the audience. For all you guys out there, don't try this at home. Please hit me up, charleswolfwork.com. And I will be more than willing to give you a, a 30 minutes and give you a demonstration for sure. So um, with you, you wanted to get rid of your fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like me personally, I struggle with the fear of rejection. I was a people pleaser with no boundaries at all. I mean, and it was just something to where I always felt like I'm not good enough. Right. Mm-hmm. So with me having these feelings of I'm not good enough, I just had this fear of like, what if this person doesn't like this? Or what if this person says no? I, when I began my own company, I hated it. Huge fear of rejection. So like, how has the fear of rejection affected you? Well, I think it's one of the things that it kind of holds me back from from pushing forward and taking extra steps that I know that would be beneficial to me. So it's, um, and then sometimes I don't always speak everything to other people that I want to do. So I'm somebody when I'm on my own, totally fine. I can go to go do this and go do that. And I'm fine. But as soon as I'm with other people, then it's a little bit, I get a little bit more hesitant. Mm. Okay. So what is the mindset behind it? What's what's the internal conversation in your mind? It's kind of just. I think I, I then think, okay, how can I word this in a really nice way to not make anybody upset or, or whatever? Yeah. So it's like trying to do something to to show everybody, hey, you know, I'm I'm good. There's something like that. Like hey, so let's shift. How does it feel in your body when you go through this uh mindset of, you know, this fear of rejection? 
there's like a tightness. There's like something that's kind of holds back. Like there's kind of a, like an imaginary wall. And it takes like a lot more effort to push through that. So if it's not something that I'm like really passionate about or mm -hmm. something that's really important to me, mm -hmm. then I let that barrier hold me back. So then I'm a little bit more go with the flow than I may would be without that, that barrier. Understood. Understood. And like, do you feel so where do you feel this tightness first and first first and foremost it's like in the chest and in the throat yeah like i do some some chakra things to to open up the chakra but i know that that the throat chakra is the biggest one mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i totally know what you mean about that one like the throat chakra is the one where you express yourself right yeah, yeah, exactly. And it also sounds like the heart chakra too, yeah? Yeah. Because you, you want to express yourself and it's like you want to get these things out. <laughs> you want to tell like your opinions and like you got something to offer and your heart's like, ah, I know something about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo. Yo. So what do you think like why why is this such a like how is it the most detrimental for you in your life when it comes to this fear of rejection? Because like we were talking about manifesting, there the universe will give those signs or those those intuitive feelings. You know, where you're you're walking down the street. I was riding the train one day and I was looking for a seat mm -hmm. and I was walking down and literally the universe said, Stop here. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Okay, fine, I'll stop here. And then the, ne the next stop, somebody got out and I sat down. And then um, I sat there and I was riding the train, like not really thinking anything. And I was looking down and um, a couple stops before I wanted to get out, this guy got in the train and sat across from me. And I had my dog with me at the time and he sniffed the guy. So I looked up to make sure, you know, like, is that okay? Or should I pull him away? And it was an old colleague from yeah. another job that I hadn't seen or talked to in years. Oh, wow. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. You know? So there's all these kinds of signs that they go this direction, go that direction. Well, there's also signs that say, speak now, express this, do yeah. that. Yeah. And having that block doesn't allow me to do that in the moment when it should be done. Yeah. Yeah. Real talk. And then it's like, what is that holding you back from? What opportunities mm -hmm. may that be holding you back from? Yeah. Mm, real talk. Real talk. Oof. So when you go back to those moments, so so one more time, when you go back to those moments, you can feel it in your your throat and your chat in your chest. Yeah. So you you can like, can you feel it now? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> so let's pay attention to it. So we're gonna go ahead and get rid of that fear of rejection. Um Oh my gosh, your dog is adorable. I'm sorry. I, I it's, like, it's the first time he stood still the whole time. He's like, he's like peeping at mom. He's like, go for it, mom. You got this. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about it. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right. So Nick, let's Danae, let's get it. Um, is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this uh fear of rejection today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yeah. Awesome. There's three things that you need to do. Number one, you need to use your imagination, as you know. Number two, you need to uh, follow directions, just like you follow Google Maps or a recipe, which I hear you're good at with the Mexican. And uh, number three is to trust the process. Know that I'm your guide and I'll be leading you through this easily and effortlessly. And I come from a place of love and high vibrations. Awesome. Um, uh, All right. What is the root cause of this problem? Oh, let's go ahead and create your timeline. With your timeline, your past can be to your left, to your right or behind you. If you were to know, where's your uh, past? Fine. Where's your future? In front of me. Perfect. So what is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time, <clears throat> when was the first time that you felt this fear of rejection when you were just a little kid? Let's try to keep it at like seven, eight years old or younger. Um... I think one of the, I was thinking about this before, but now the different memories coming up, I, there was one time my dad was supposed to come and pick my brother and I, uh, and um, he ended up having car trouble and he didn't pick us up. And I remember I was so excited to go and I had everything packed. And then I remember just sitting in the living room and he didn't, he wasn't coming anymore. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you felt rejected. You felt like he didn't want to come pick you up. Yeah. Like, gotcha. yeah, that it wasn't important. Understood. Now with this, uh, with this whole um, exercise, the more empathy that you have for the, the person that you feel is that have done you wrong in the past, the more healing that you will get. So it's super important to see from your perspective and to empower that little girl. And it's also uh, important for you to see from the perspective of your father uh, in different ways as well. And I will guide you through that with what I say during the the process. Okay. All right, let's get it. You can go ahead and close your eyes and relax and let me know when you're ready for the process to drop your baggage. Okay. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float behind you and flow deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt that fear of rejection when you were just a little girl and just hover over that little girl seeing her like a fly on the wall let me know when you're there okay. all right now stay there don't move now Just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. Just let me know when they're all gone. 
Awesome. Now, with you looking at the event, with you observing the event with your eyes closed, keep your eyes closed until I ask you to open them. Tell me, what did you learn from the event? That it, it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with me. He had trouble with his car. It was nothing, nothing to do with me. That's right. Now, with you observing the event, tell me, what is something that you can take with you into the future to make you a better person? If circumstances don't happen exactly as you expect them to, um, there's other options. Mm-hmm. That's right. Great. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. Okay. Awesome. Now, as you're above the dinosaurs, just imagine floating deeper and deeper and deeper into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. All right. Listen closely. Flow very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt the fear of rejection from birth until now in chronological order. Don't skip one event that has a charge on it. Preserve the learnings and let go of that fear of rejection all the way back to now. Go. Okay. Awesome. Flow down into your body and open your eyes when you're ready. Wow, you were fast. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> you were like, Doom. Okay, we're good. <laughs> I'm I'm I tra- I'm trained in this. Nah, I, nah. I I do self hypnosis on a regular basis. <laughs> I do this. It's easy. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Uh how was that for you? It was good. It was as I went through the different scenes in my life and mm-hmm. the different emotions. Um, I could feel the muscles in my throat relaxing. It was mm-hmm. really, really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I just went through all the those different times where I ever felt nervous or um, uh, something that came up a lot was like the different guys I liked during school. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and then if something just clicked and it was like, everybody is their own person mm-hmm. and they all have their own opinions or they're all going through whatever they're going through. Mm-hmm. And even if they react in a way that, you know, maybe makes a person feel rejected, it doesn't actually most of the time have to do with the person. Like they could, didn't actually have to do with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. feels like a weight off your shoulders like ah yeah it's not me after (laughs) yeah it's cool hey yeah hey so so let's uh test it out do you smell bacon no okay good that's to get your mind off of the meditation uh (laughs) 
Can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it or you may find that you cannot. No. <laughs> oh, like all those different events that you were you felt that fear of rejection you don't feel that anymore no because like now i'm thinking back at the most recent event and it's not there anymore like i yeah like i'm trying to find what's more recent now to really but because those emotions were fresh and then mm-hmm. so now yeah, I don't. And you know what's funny is that like the 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 little girl sitting in the room waiting for my dad. Like mm-hmm. after that, suddenly her energy was like, "Oh no, I can go play." <laughs> 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 like I could totally see her like whole attitude change from like, "Oh man, this really sucks." To oh, okay, let's just go play. Let's yes. play. <laughs> Whatever. But and then that isn't that like an attitude that we can have about rejection in the first place? It's like, okay, oh well, you know, so now I can yeah. go do something else. Yeah, exactly. Now I have my answer. Now I can stop, you know, and yes. focus on going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Focus on something that brings my vibrations higher, you know what I mean? Or something that keeps my vibrations higher if you're still in, if yeah. you're in that state. Yeah, exactly. That is yeah. neat. <laughs> I want you to go out into the future to an unspecified time in the future which if the same thing would have happened in the past you would have felt the fear of rejection but it's the future now so see if you can find that old emotion or you may find that you cannot okay there's something coming up no no it's not Mm. there (laughs) How did, when you thought of that thing before how would it make you feel really nervous yeah like uh, yeah but now i'm kind of like i can just be me and just yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel as though you can okay so now that all right so there's four four requisites or four major steps to change number one you have to clear out the negative emotions and the self-sabotaging beliefs. Number two, you have to set your intentions. Number three, you have to take action. And number four, you have to stay focused on what you desire. So we just went through the process of getting rid of the negative emotion or the belief. Now, the second thing is to set an intention. So now that you don't have this fear, right, that that you have had what would you like to do move moving forward that would be different with that you didn't maybe do or you did reluctantly when you did have the fear um being more social and more open because i'm more of an introverted person so um which is fine because that just means that i need some time to to recharge but Mm -hmm. While I'm in that situation, I can be more talkative, more open, more, more outspoken for, you know, yeah. Okay, cool. So the goal is for you to be more outspoken and to speak your mind. So that's your intention. And your goal Mm -hmm. is when you feel something, when you feel that ping of, hey, I need to say something, you just say it. All right. So 
let's get back together. I want, let's, uh, that's your, I'm going to give you homework. That's your homework. <laughs> your homework is whenever you have that conversation, you get that ping, you say something. So then your subconscious is like, oh, this is the new Danae, right? It kind of instills mm-hmm. that into your subconscious. And then um, it will then start a momentum into doing that more often and you conquering even more things with uh, without that fear of rejection. So let's get back together in like a week or so. And I want to record the podcast where we show, hey, how are things going now? Did you do your homework? (laughs) (laughs) And how do you feel? And like, how are things after that? Cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's, let's hey. get it. Yeah. That's a, that's a new thing I want to do with the Drop Your Baggage podcast because it's about like changing lives in the long run is a, a bigger purpose with all of this. I mean, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. helping people. I mean, I, I look at it like a David Blaine magic trick, right? It's like, oh, voila, the fear of rejection is gone. But it's <laughs> it's more about the the effects that that this can have. I've seen so many people that have been on the podcast change their whole lives because of this one fear that they let go of. And then boom, they've started a business and they have, you know, a different relationship with their partners and their friends and their, and then the rest of their family. Like this can really be something a whole lot bigger. And I want to make sure that I put that intention out there as well. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, a lot of people are playing that old record in their subconscious and until they actually get back into the subconscious to change the record nothing's going to change i mean you can play music you know in the in the front part of your brain and to over like over tone over yeah to be louder than the the record playing in your subconscious but until you they change that record it's not going to get down into the deepest part 100 percent, 100 percent, and that that um now and, and that's the thing we just got rid of the record the old record mm-hmm. so now we have to go ahead and play like like you said change it to another record so and that's the thing it can be whatever you want it to be it can <laughs> yeah. literally be whatever you want it to be like whatever affirmation that you want it to be whether it be i attract everything that i desire or anything that's the opposite of the fear of rejection you can have that play now and then yeah. you can attract that shit it's the craziest stuff ever <laughs> Yeah, so cool. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So what do you see? Um, so I mean, of course, this is not a silver bullet. You know what I mean? Something may come up in one shape or another, or in one way or another, where you might feel the fear of rejection. But where do you see yourself, your life going without this fear? Being being more, yeah, being more outspoken. That that was the the biggest thing for me is is to, that I wasn't always speaking when I felt that urge. So that's going to be the biggest thing. And then, um, and then the the times where I did speak, and then afterwards you think, oh, I shouldn't have said that or whatever. So that that's the other thing to to speak, and then say, you know what, you know, whatever happens, happens. And I can handle it. It's all, it goes back to that self-trust and to know that whatever happens, happens. And if I said something wrong or whatever, then I can learn and correct and for the future. But you can't, you can't change what happened. So you just have to 
trust to go forward and keep moving. Amen. Sounds like you're going to be standing in your power a lot more. Yeah. Mm, that's beautiful. <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> that's fantastic. And so how does your throat and heart feel now as well? When you think back to situations. Relaxed. Like it's weird. Like those muscles, like I, I keep swallowing because it's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, so <laughs> it's like it's a flow it's a flow going yeah. on now the chakras are open yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that is awesome hey danae thank you so much for showing up for your divine appointment i truly appreciate it yeah thank you charles i mean this was an amazing experience and and that was really really cool yeah dropping the baggage thank you please give uh the audience uh uh, some words of wisdom have patience with yourself have patience compassion and trust in yourself everything that has happened so far in your life you've overcome and you've gotten through it and anything that comes your way you can get through it even if it's uncomfortable for a little while a little while it's only temporary you're gonna make it through have patience have understanding have compassion have empathy and trust in yourself amen the sun is going to come up <laughs> <laughs> i want to sing any so bad i'm not gonna do it though I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> hey thank you all out there so much for your attention and your support i truly appreciate and love you i love you guys so much um if you are on youtube or facebook please hit or hit please consider hitting the like and subscribe button and if you're on any podcast platform give your brother five stars and some feedback as well and uh i am your host charles wolford the self-talk engineer and this is the drop your baggage podcast where we talk to people that are dope that can give you hope and show you a technique that can help you cope and until next time ladies and gentlemen take uh, take care of yourself and take care of one another peace